For you, we have come in the name of your son, Jesus. We come in his name, we have prayed in his name, we worshipped in his name, we worshipped you with the light that he has brought to our soul, the impressions of your glory which he has relayed to us through his ministry and by the help of your spirit you've helped our heart tonight you've quickened us to respond to you in worship father we ask you will accept our hearts today we've come to gather again around this mountain of prayer in the spirit to, to offer our prayers to you our god our king we ask that you will be pleased with us tonight. Accept the supplications of our heart. Accept our prayers. Accept the incense that we raise up before you. Thank you, Father. Lord, we key in again today to the provision of grace, mercy, which has already arrived, is already here. We are already under the cloud of your mercy, of your grace. Father, we are under it. We come under that cloud again tonight, that holy ground where you do minister, where you do stand to speak, where through your son, you declare your, the things that pertain to your, your glory, that pertain to your life, that elevated place in the spirit, that, that rapturous ground that causes a, an elevation, a separation from even the corruptible and the mundane things of this world. Father, we find that ground tonight. We want to stay there, sit there, Tarry there, wait there. We want to wait, oh God, for even your saving voice. And let that voice break through tonight. Let it break through the clouds as the lightning doth part the cloud, as the thunder comes and roars from above, even down upon the earth. May we experience this, the roaring of your thunder. Amen. And even the flash of your lightning, even through our soul at all the encounter that comes from within the veil, oh God, help our soul, baptize us further into it. I ask tonight, Lord, for utterance, utterance to speak on this ground. Father, you say, no man taketh the honor upon himself. Father, I take no honor upon myself. 
But Father, I sit in here, Lord, just as a vessel under your servant, Reverend Kayode Uyigoke, who you've called to even grant and given even access and privilege for many to gain entrance into these things. Father, under that grace, O oh God, I sit just as a little thing, Lord, in your hand, that you might use my voice to speak what you want to say, whatever you want to say to our hearts today. I pray you will minister to us, minister to every soul. Lord, I come under the, the leading, the governance of the Spirit. Just, Lord, to unearth more quests, for we know not what to pray for as we ought. But unless your light breaks through, unless you bring revelation, unless you bring understanding, we will just make a noise. But Father, help us. Give us fuel. Give us meat. Give us, Lord, feed our soul with things, substances, weight, burdens, Lord, of your righteousnesses for this time. Thank you, our Father. We give you glory tonight. Tarima Shuriyama. Rikaya lihama zuria tifarama urikambra zudi kalima ugemianta bui kalubriasa farala mazuri ma ukrima luga ye kamao hamia kamauza samayema lubihamo hemimahama mekano mercy 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 Mercy, 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 mercy. We obtain mercy. Help our hearts to obtain mercy. Help us, help us, help us, help us, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good evening to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please say good evening to someone. Do you like this room? Yes, sir. <laughs> I wasn't expecting yes. <laughs> Thought everyone would shout no. Praise God. But it's, it's okay. It's not that bad. Eh? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. I think we'll soon be going back to our normal place. Uh, amen. I, I like this place in a way. In a kind of way. <laughs> um, amen. Okay, let's just open the Bible. We have a very short time left, so. <clears throat> Praise God. Yesterday, there were a lot of things said, I think, during the 
it was just prophecy and prophecy and prophecy for almost was it an almost an hour or something like that, right? Does everyone did you capture everything that was? Can you capture everything? <laughs> can you give Akan a mic? Let's see yes. that. <laughs> Do we have a mic for him? Okay, just the prophecies. Um, like I can live in prophecy world, so. So the first one is doors. Okay. Thank you, Father. And the second was archives, 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 archives. Records, 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 records. We call, 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 definitely do matter here. Call records, call of records, records, send records, records. Yes, yes. Okay. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Will you? <laughs> This <laughs> means we're in trouble, eh? When you, when you ask a prophet to to remember prophecy, he will start prophesying. Prophecy. <laughs> Amen. Okay, is there anybody who uh, who can remember but who will not prophesy? Okay. <laughs> Or, or can you recall without prophesying? Is it possible? You can still recall. Okay. Okay. They spoke about doors first. So okay. From doors. Thank and, you. Uh, they spoke about the ark. Yes, sir. So the ark, obviously, mm. being Thank the holiest of holies. And the ark from ark are now got um, archives. And archives from the ark, from archives to records. That's what I heard. Mean. Okay. Heard. Say it again, please. So from the ark, so... From Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, Acts, okay. the Ark. So from Ark, archives. From archives, records. Mm. Yes, sir. From Ark, archives, and records. Praise God. Mm. Okay. Sorry, sir. Thank you so much. You, you recalled um, a huge chunk of it. Okay. Is there, are there other parts of the prophecies? I think there were some other things. Okay. Thank you so much, Akan. Continue to prophesy. <laughs> um, I think I remember there was um, one about um, lightnings and okay. thunderings. And there was that about lightnings and thunderings. And I also remember, I think there was talking about the place of um, great fear and mm. great reverence. Mm. And... Um, there was also about the visitation advent that the um, Archangel Michael, God's um, Michael of God, has come to make an open door. Okay. Yeah, and um, also um, remember um, the part of the person I was saying about like um, my word will not fall down void. 
will accomplish that which was sent to accomplish and about the saying he has come for a people mm -hmm. people that he's come to give the promise of life to. okay praise Jesus okay is there anything else from yesterday Brian thanks you um, maybe just a couple. You no, know, we have to gather all these things because these are the things we are going to be praying about. So uh, we shouldn't take, if the Lord speaks in a meeting, there's a reason why. So we shouldn't just leave it leave it behind, you know. Yes, so, just a couple that haven't been said. I believe there was um, one about time, um, how there's time no longer. And then um, Omega, I believe referencing um, Archangel Michael. Okay. Um, just. Um, an angel of the end, mm. essentially. So I just want to add that. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Was there any other part of it? Praise God. So we are, let's gather them now. He said, Ark, archives. Do you know what all those things mean? Ark, archives, records. We don't know, we don't understand what it means, so praise God. Okay, so it means we have to trust God and pray to explain to us what he was saying by those things. He will probably will show it to us through the, through the scripture, praise God. And um, Inka, you mentioned about thundering lightning and, and and a door and an open door right which uh, praise God and then Brian he said that the angel spoke about time time that was that was actually a peculiar moment <coughs> yesterday I don't know who it was who gave that prophecy it was sister favor are you sure it was Sister Favor? No. <laughs> I've not heard that prophesy before. I was wondering who was prophesying, because there was a pillar, you know, on that. I couldn't see who was prophesying, so I was just hearing. I was like, who is that person? I've not heard that voice before, but the voice was so clean. When I say clean, I mean in the spirit. And, and that moment was, it wasn't just a prophecy, it was actually a, a demonstration of the Spirit to me. Maybe you might not have seen it, but it was a demonstration of the Spirit to me. Because before she began to say that, I, I, I just sensed, physically I sensed the wind. I don't think, was the fan on? I don't think so. But I think I actually looked, there was no fan, but there was a wind just around me. I felt it, you know, all over my body, and then um, I, I perceive, you know, there is what you call discerning of spirit is a is a gift of the spirit. Uh, it's not gift of discernment where you discern people's heart and, and who is keeping keeping malice against you. That's not. There's no gift like that. Okay, there's no gift called gift of discernment. Anybody that says they have that gift is a lie. It's not in the Bible. Praise God. <laughs> The gift uh, is called discerning of spirits, right? It's for where the you can the gift discerns spiritual beings and entities. So I, uh, it was sort of the an operation of that gift, 
where I, I could sense the presence of a spirit, right, which I sense to be an angel. And I sense the angels, the angelic presence at, um, in my mind now I'm saying four corners, but not four corners. It was actually just the two, two corners of the room. But I, I sense that presence. And as soon as I sense the presence there, then the impression of the, of the verse of the angel that put his leg on the, one leg on the sea, one leg on the land, and raised up his hand and swore to heaven, came to me that there should be time no longer. And it would get ringing in my heart. And as soon as it, that was there for some time, then she began to shout, time, time, time time. Praise God. And um, actually before that, that was yesterday. Yesterday was Monday, right? On Sunday, there was a prayer meeting in my house. A few of us were praying. She was in there. <laughs> she was not part of that prayer meeting. But in that prayer meeting, there was also um, I was just sharing, you know, a lot of things came. Everyone shared different things in the meeting that sort of crystallized a few things about the emphasis of the Lord for the present season. And I was just inspired to share, um, based on what everyone said, I began to see a common thread of what the Spirit was emphasizing. And so just sharing a little bit, I also moved into that chapter, both in um, where Michael stood in Daniel, we read that, and we went to Revelation and we read that place, and we looked at, we compared the scriptures a little bit, and the what was deduced from the teaching was that there should be time no longer, and we spent some time on that verse explaining the the import of that. That was on Sunday, and she was not in that meeting, right? That prayer meeting on Sunday. So um, it was. Uh, so it's clear the Lord is up to something. <laughs> um, in this at this time, praise Jesus. Um, so it's like every single thing is about Book of Revelation, 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 Revelation. Praise God. And I, I, I want to be meek. I don't want to be. Um, I don't want to find my own way. So I think we should just be humble and go to the book of Revelation and, and see um, what the Lord will say to us from there. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. It's a bit of noise. Ah, I don't know if there's no way to handle this kind this kind of noise, eh? Because we don't even own the room. They're the ones. They're the ones who own the room. They are just allowing us to manage with them. Um, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God.
Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. You know how to open that window. You have to push those two those two pins. You see those two pins on? Yeah. You have to push them inside. Uh-huh. There is it. Okay. But if you open it, it means you can't sit there. So okay, that's fine. Is it gonna stay? But not too wide, no no no. You know it's winter, so a little bit here, yeah, so that the cold won't be too much later. Just want okay, okay. Up a bit, sorry. Okay, uh -huh. Is it gonna stay? There's no hood there. Okay, raise it up more, just more. Let's see if it's cool, we'll bring it down. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh -huh. You can go and sit down, it's okay. Thank you so much, praise God. <coughs> um, okay, Revelation chapter, chapter four, let's see the... Verse 1 says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, right? And the first voice which I heard was as it were of, of a trumpet talking with me, amen, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was, I was in the spirit, and behold, the throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper, and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald, Amen. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment. And they, they had on their head crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lambs of fire burning before the throne, which are the word, which are the seven spirits of God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And verse 5, let's, let's read that verse 5 again. It says, and out of the throne proceeded proceeded lightnings out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices lightnings and thunderings and voices and there were seven lamps of fire seven lamps of fire burning before the throne. Praise Jesus. 
there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the word, <coughs> the seven the seven spirits of God. Praise Jesus. If you go to chapter chapter 5 in verse verse 6 you see and I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having what? Seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all what? into all the earth. Praise God. So this is this is interesting. Um, um, praise God. So you see this Thank you Jesus. You're seeing the uniquenesses of this realm, this world here that's opened up. So in chapter 4, in the beginning, it said, I looked and a door was open in heaven. So this door is not the door to heaven, right? If it's a door to heaven, they will say, and I looked and the door to heaven was open and I went to heaven. Um, at this time, John was, before this door was open, John was already in the spirit. From chapter one, right, we see, you said that I, I was in the spirit on the last day. So if John was in the spirit, where was he? When you say that in the spirit is a lingo, it's like a Christian kind of lingo that Christians use, you know what I mean? I don't know, do Jews use something like that? It's possible, maybe there are some of the prophets, maybe it's possible. Um, um, yeah, maybe the prophets have that language too. But when you say, in the spirit, I was in the spirit, of course, it's not the physical body that moved into the spirit world, right? And I don't think it's the spirit man. Um, I don't think you use that language for the spirit man. You can't say the spirit man was in the spirit. Where, where else would the spirit man be <laughs> before? 
you know, the spirit is uh, so. So it's clear that when someone says, when you say, I'm, I was in the spirit, you say someone is in the spirit, he's talking about their soul. Uh-huh. But when you say, so when someone's soul is in the spirit, does it mean their soul left their body to go to the spirit? We, based on a lot about the Bible, you know, it's not that, you know, soul leaving your body, everyone, they don't, that's not their way. They don't. <laughs> Praise God. When, when they want the soul to leave the body, finally, they would call the soul, and the spirit with the soul will leave the body, and the body will fall. And that, will, that, will mark, that should mark the, the, the end of a man's time on the earth. So if a person is still alive on the earth, his soul has no business leaving his body. Right? The, the, the body is where God designed the soul to stay. Praise Jesus. So when a person says, I was in the spirit, there's a sense in which you're saying that. It's not just in a mere spatial kind of sense. Is talking more about the what realm this, the soul is keyed into. You see that while the soul is still there in the body, but there's a realm when the soul the soul can key into realm. What that realm is calling the that realm the spirit. So you will now say, okay, where what what realm of the spirit is he? Was, is he kidding to? Right? Then you now need some kind of spiritual education. That's not an easy question to answer. Right? There's a, it takes a lot of actual um, prof, apostolic side to be able to, to explain the terrain, that terrain called spirit. Because that word, God did not sanction any kind, not just any kind of person to have um, an understanding of the the realm that is beyond the natural why because of it's a, it's a it's a realm of danger it's a realm of hazard it's a realm is a place where any little thing can dis, can devastate your existence if you deal with that place wrongly you understand what i mean it's a place is a world of beings who are too who are too, who are too, who are too vast and too big, who are too mighty, if I can borrow that term, for men. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a realm where you, a man, if you venture into that place, you can meet things that can crush you. Yes. You understand? <laughs> That when uh, the, the, the world of spirits or the realm of the spirit, that's why God have put men. One of the reasons for your body is to give the soul a residence so it will not roam. Do you understand? It, it's actually a design of... God, God knows the kind of things he created. And he knows that not all of them, not all their heads are correct. You understand? Some went haywire, some of them fell, some of them murdered themselves and became murderers. Some of them, they are rebel, they are rebel entities. They are, they, they are roaming, they are there in the realm of the spirit. 
I do understand. God foresaw such things. That's one of the reasons why when God made man, God did not design one place in heaven. So maybe you could have said, and God created Eden and a garden somewhere in the first heaven. Just on the, he made maybe man and angels share the first heaven and said, walks and principalities take the east side, men take the other side. God didn't do that. Praise Jesus. God actually had to create something called earth. Right? Earth is a kind of, is a domicile, is a place where God can keep the a tender pressure, not pressure, but a tender, the word tender is the right word, a tender creature that can, that can easily fall prey, that can easily be crushed, that can easily lose its way. He had to, he had to create the realm called earth and furnish it specially for the soul of man to keep man there. And he designed, uh, praise God, are, are you following me? And God designed, the, when you see earth, he used the same, so you see the earth, God used the same earth to fashion like a physical suit. And the, the earth, when God was fashioning the suit of a man, God made it in such a way that it can be a house for the soul, such that the soul can stay in that place and be veiled from the, 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 the terrain called spirit. Do you understand? And be veiled. Why? Because it doesn't mean that man, man is not meant to stay in this in the earth forever. It's just that God has to create, first of all, a safe space so that he can then control man's venture and man's interaction beyond the earth, right, into the realm of the spirit. But we know that when God did that, the wicked spirit, Satan, did not leave man alone. He then came down into the, the, the realm called earth and then stole a suit, a house. Do you understand as a serpent? He stole it, right? <laughs> So he's not only been a thief, a murderer is also a thief. And every, every murderer steals. Because murder is, is a supreme form of stealing. When you steal a life, you've, that's what murdering means. A life that you have no right to, is not yours. You take it. It's a, it's a an advanced kind of stealing. Uh, that's murdering. So it was nothing to him for him to just come and just take a serpent, take over his serpent and use the... So he used the earth of the serpent because he couldn't reach man or he couldn't reach Eve without an earth because Eve's soul was bound in an earth. You understand? That was... That is controlled. Eve didn't enter the serpent and he tries to talk to Eve there was nothing in Eve that was programmed to hear the voice of Satan. Yeah, God did something. God programmed, when God programmed man, God designed that the only spiritual interaction you have should be with me. Eve was only programmed. And when God, God designed both the body and then the, the framing of the soul of man in the garden, God designed it such that all they can respond to is presence. Do you understand something? That was something, that was something about the Adamic nature. 
that um, that's a characteristic of an Adam is that an Adam can has the ability to have fellowship with the presence of God. Even when sin had come, Cain had begun to, to, to you know, transact with sin, Cain could still speak with God in the presence of God. In the Bible doesn't say that, and then Cain slept and God came to him in a vision or in a dream or something. Or it wasn't through gifts of the spirit. It wasn't through prophecy. Cain was just, was just speaking. The way Abraham talked with God, the way, the, the way Jesus spoke, speaks with the Father, that's how God was speaking to Cain. Why? It was, it's because of that um, kind. It's, it's a property of an Adam. It's, or it's, a, it's also a property. You can call it a property of Adam. An Adam. Amen. Amen. Then when you, call, what you, call, when you have so, there are sons of men, who are not Adams, who are also who are prophets, who are lower than Adams. They also have their own, but their own is different. It's through a prophetic arrangement, which is a design of the Holy Ghost, through which they, they, can, they can see God, they can have visions of God, they can hear the voice of God. That is through a prophetic spirit. But that was different from the way Cain, it wasn't through a prophetic spirit like that, that Cain was talking with uh-huh. So, that Adamic nature, you see it as a property of an of Adamic stature. It's like that. That free, yeah, I don't know if I would call it fellowship, I would call it interaction. There's something about an Adam, Adams, I can put it that way, that gives them access to that kind of interaction. Like John the Baptist, for example, when he was in the wilderness, right? You know, he had the Holy Spirit, but there was also something about John. John had discussions. The way he speaks, you know, he, God was talking to this man. He was, an, he was a, a kind of an Adam. Do you understand? Who had also fellowship. It was, later he began to say, oh, that how, this is how I knew that you are you the the son of God or who baptized the people with the Holy Ghost is that the Lord first of all told me that whoever I see the spirit descend everything when was the Lord telling him that it means there was the, he had conversations I believe he had conversations with the, the, the kind of presence of God that comes to Adamic men the same kind which Adam had like you remember he heard the walking voice Right, the ability to hear that walking voice, that, that operation is sort of like an Adamic kind of thing. But void outside of that, God had God designed that man should not be exposed to spirits. Or you know what I mean? To yes, just ordinarily in that way. That's why Satan had to come. And he had to take over the what? He had to come into the earth. He had to use an earth, which was a serpent, an earthen vessel of some sort, praise God, to speak to Eve. Now, the conversation he was having to Eve was a highly spiritual conversation, but he needed to, take, to possess an earthen kind of an instrument, a vessel, to even begin to speak 
that kind of conversation. And I think I've also talked before about that serpent thing. That serpent, most likely, what I believe about the serpent was it wasn't a crawling thing. Of course, the Bible makes us know that. But I believe also it was the serpent wasn't a reptile. Right? I believe the serpent was a mammal. I believe the serpent was a primate. You know what primate means? I believe it was a primate. I believe the serpent was an, a more advanced primate than the chimpanzees and those which are the closest now with science. Because if you, if you look at it, you look at the evolution of mammals, you see that it's almost a clean evolution. It just goes and goes. When, when you get to that chimpanzee family, there's a jump from there to, to, to man. You understand what I mean? Because don't just look at the look at don't look don't just look at the physical attribute alone. Look at the development of the brain. You know that there is a high jump from chimpanzee and all and those ones to the brain function. Uh-huh. So to me, I believe there was another animal, another species in between there who could also stand erect, who could do all the other things and could talk. Yes. Are you seeing that? That's where the gap is between the primate, those primates and, and man. That those chimpanzees they can't speak. But there was an animal who could, who could stand erect, like man, and who was like a friend of man. Because why would it means that for the serpent to be speaking to Eve, and Eve was just talking to a serpent as if nothing is wrong, it means it's a normal thing. It has to be, have been a normal thing. It means that there was another kind of animal that talks to man. Do you understand what I mean? And that was the one that... So when Satan came to look for a vessel to take, he must have looked at the highest kind of animal that also has the ability to speak. And so that's what he entered. That's what the serpent... Look at where the serpent... So God, when God caused the serpent, God brought the serpent down from that height of animals, the, the peak and the chain, and reduced him all the way down to a crawling reptile. Praise God. Are you seeing that? Uh-huh. So, so that thing called spirit, when you say I was... In the spirit, right? He's, talk, he's speaking concerning the soul's, um, the soul's venture. Aha, uh-huh. keen into a world that is beyond the world that is that is clothed or covered with earth. All right, and then you you now realize that those all the worlds where, where God when God before God brought earth and put earth in, in creation, the first thing God created was, I don't want to call it space, but as daddy has taught, he said God created first height and depth. He said height and depth was actually the first thing. Then, so in some position, some mid-realm, in height and depth, that's where you find the, what you call the, the earth, or the, this physical, the physical material, the material creation was in the 
in the, uh, that mid-realm. Praise God. So, and then below that, that realm is the realm of depths. From the Bible, we know what things move down to the depths. Right, that there are spirits who left the heights, right, and then uh, were, were brought down to the depth. So when John said that I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, based on the things, the beings he began to encounter when he was in the spirit, you know that those are not beings from the depths. So you can knock off the realm below the earth. So when I say below the earth now, I don't mean digging the ground and going down. That's, you won't find anything there, man. That's not where hell is. <laughs> okay. If you go into the earth, you will see many things. You will see what? After a while, you will also see fire. And all, but it's not hell. It's just, earth, what do you call it? Core of the earth and all of that. Praise God. In fact, the earth is actually a ball, right? And there are planets and everything. But in all of that material realm, right, is sitting in, an, in the invisible space which God created. Praise Jesus. <laughs> so, so you can tell that John wasn't interacting with anything below yes. in the spirit. So he was, he was then for, therefore interacting with spirit. When he said I was in the spirit, it means that his soul was keyed into a realm that is above. Do you understand? And by scripture, we know what is above the earth. We know that we don't we don't know fully everything. You know that now if you you watch an amnesis, now you're not realizing that that height there. We don't even know what. <laughs> we, the only thing we saw first is heaven. We know that after earth is heaven, but you know we now know that. The Bible say higher than the heavens. Uh, so it means that there are things as Daddy was saying, right? Higher than what? So, so you can see we are, we are doing exclusion to exclude realms that we think that John wasn't keen into when he said he was in the spirit. Praise God. So um, you can therefore summarize that him being in the spirit, based on the, the revelations that you see in the book of in the book here, initially, when he was first, you know, he started from being in the spirit in chapter one. Then chapter two happened, he was still in the spirit. Chapter three happened, he was still in the spirit. But nothing in chapter two and chapter three made any indication that he had, he had shifted the realm where he was keyed into in the spirit. It wasn't until chapter 4 we saw a change. Do you understand? So while he was speaking of chapter 1, chapter 2, then chapter 3, it means that he was keyed into heaven. Do you agree? Yes, sir. He was keyed into heaven. When he was in, I was in the spirit, it means that to be in the spirit, his soul... Be, was keyed into heavenly things, right? It's not astral travel. It's not traveling of his soul to heaven. He's talking about keying into that world. There's something like that. Do you agree? Do you, do you know that? And it's not vision. If there was vision, they would have said that I was seeing a vision, right? Like, like Ezekiel said, I was by the river. 
and all that, and I lay down, I saw visions of God. I'm very sure that, that John would have used that language if that was the case, because you can tell that John's soul was well-versed in the prophetic, the prophetic adventure of Ezekiel. Right? Based on his language, you can tell. Praise God. So that wasn't the kind of experience. It was actually soul being. Do you know that that can happen to you? It's, it's actually a part of New Testament life and dealings. It's actually a privilege. Do you understand? That's one of the things that Jesus brought. Uh -huh. It wasn't there before. Before in the Old Testament, for God to, to give an exposure to heavenly things, he had to descend. In a, he had to come down in, on, upon a mountain with some kind of manifestation and then now bring the sense of heavenly things and write it out in a book. And he then made them create a replica. Why would he create a replica? It's because there was no capacity to key in directly into heavenly things. You see that? that, that, that it's, maybe, maybe, you know, that, that writing of things came later. God decided to do it later. It's possible that God initially, the plan was to almost rapture their soul and give them doors into heaven. It, maybe that could have been the plan of God to do that at that time. But that didn't work out. So the Lord said, okay, we can do, we can bring it down. And then I will draw out the map. I will draw out the design for you. I will give you the specification on how to make a tabernacle, which is a copy, according to the book of Hebrews, is a copy of the word pattern of heavenly things. Praise God. Glory to God. I just feel they need to say this because people are streaming from across Canada and all So all these things I'm saying, they are in the Bible. Okay? That's one thing I realized, that Satan found a way to trick some people that some of these word of righteousness things, that maybe it's just things that we're just saying because I know, you know what I mean? Because every meeting, we don't go back and show the verse, chapter and verse, for every single thing we are saying. The problem is that if we do that for every, do you know what I mean? Uh, imagine what everything I've said now. Imagine I went to every single verse to read every single thing. By now, I wouldn't have gotten this far. You know what I mean? So, and that's why we have to be careful and to journey. Um, when they are teaching something, learn it. Yes. You get what I mean? Learn it then because the, the spiritual knowledge, is, it builds. When they are speaking at a level, you have to depend on you on having known many things. And if you don't, if you don't, you don't have enough of, of anchor. You know, this scripture is given for a reason. Um, praise God. Let me say this. Don't, don't overlook your need for your, your appreciation of the scriptural references to the things which you know and which you believe. You should know the scriptures. You get what I mean? Because there's something about, there's an authority that the scripture carries. It's not authority to maybe show I have authority of the Bible. Maybe I know the Bible. It's not that kind of authority. It's an authority that resides on your inside. There's something about, 
you have to realize the scripture is the, is the work of the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit, when scripture resides in you, your spirit man sees it. There's something about, do you understand that your spirit man uh-huh, will, will, is, a, is a witness that your spirit man has with scriptures that is in you. When you, when you, if you read the scripture or you recite the scripture, you, it excites your spirit man. Have you ever noticed that before? And it's not an excitement that it's not in your soul wall. It's actually your, your spirit because your spirit, there's something about your spirit and the, and the Holy Ghost, right? You know, this, the, the, the scripture is, um, I don't want to use the word prose. You know, if you're if in literature, you know what prose means. Prose means the signature of writing, right? You can say, this guy can write the same story. Maybe something happened. They say, hey, go and write. Two writers, they witness the same thing. This one will go and write about it. The other one will go and write about it. And then you compare what they wrote. It's different. But it's, they are both factually correct. It means they both detail what happened. But there's something about prose. Prose is like a kind of a quality, is an artistic, you know, creative quality of a writer in how they use words to relay an information. You understand? So you're asking, what is that thing, that different? Why is that when you read what this guy wrote, can make you feel a bit differently about the same thing than when you read it the way this other person wrote you know what, wrote the thing? What makes one writer different from the other? Or say, ah, that guy, I love him. I love his stories and all of that. I mean, there are many things that make a good writing, right? The, there's what you call the plot. The plot is the actual story. That happened. But let's assume the plot is the same. Let's assume every other thing is the same. The dramatic elements are all the same. But what happened? There's what you call the, the prose of a writer. It means the choice of words which are used to deliver the message. That thing is a spirit. Do you understand me? Is a what? Spirit. <laughs> Is a unique grace. It's like an, an it's, it's a pro, something that the soul of a person can have. They can pour inside the soul. And anytime that soul releases a material and writes with that thing, it drops the, the measure of that spirit. You can smell the spirit. You get what I mean? There are different kind of anointing of the Holy Ghost. Like, have you read some of those Puritans when they write some things? Praise God. Have you read some books that make you just wonder when when will I get born again? <laughs> and then when you I've, I've taken it before at least one guy that a guy that sometimes you know I've, I've read some of those different writers but there's someone I really really I just love him A W Tozer there's the way he writes books I've sat down one day I said this man why why like okay what are you actually writing in this place? I know all these things you're writing, but, but when I just calm down, I just read the, the, it. It's as if I don't know what you're saying. It's like you are talking like something else, talking to something else inside of me. Are you getting what I'm saying? That would just make me decide I, I, I just want to be holy. <laughs> Do you understand? It's beyond just the information of what he's saying. 
And what he's writing, there are many other anointed men of God who have written in such a way. But there's a unique, and I will tell you that, in, when it comes to spiritual writing, it's more than just the information. Right? It's, it's about what spirit is that writing wanting to deliver to the soul. And there are many things about it. What kind of words are, are chosen? Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's one of the reasons why nobody can write another Bible. If, if you write another Bible, you can fool most of the world. Maybe you can fool maybe 85, 95% of the world. But the few people who, have, who drink the spirit of the Bible, once they read what you wrote, they know this is nonsense. This is not. <laughs> because you can never copy what the, the uniqueness, are you getting what I'm saying, of the, of the spirit Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How did I get here? What was I talking about? Ah, uh, important. Yes, yes. So that no. So please know the Bible, know the Scripture, read it and read it. I, I, if you want to memorize, you can memorize. But I usually I've never memorized the Bible before, right? All the scriptures I know, I know it from reading it so many times. And then after I read it so many times, I just realized, ah, it's actually in there. When I quote the first line, I realized I, I have the second line. Wow, I have the third line. That's how all the scripture I know. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? And memorize, if, you're, if you have to memorize Bible, you're not doing it well. There's something about the scripture. Uh, it's not like any other book. It's not like any other book. If you take the, the Bible... And you, you begin to read the Bible, you're reading the Bible, there is, there is a glue. There is something that wants to gum the scripture. It's your spirit man. So there's a way you can take the scripture and just put it in your memory. That's one way. That's a, not a right way to, to know the scripture. You understand? The best way is you be reading it, then let the, your spirit man be picking it and gluing it to you. Do you understand what I mean? Let your the spirit man be choosing what to what you will remember. Wow. Are you getting me? <laughs> I'm doing it teaching you practicality. You wonder I maybe I read a chapter. Why did those why the only two, three verses? Why did they just stick? Oh. Who chose what will stick? That's different from I will memorize verse one, two, three today, and then four, five. You can memorize that, but the problem with that kind of memorization is that when it's time to commune with God, they won't be coming. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> because you lock them somewhere inside your, you build a, a place and you cage them. Unless you now go and then something, you may have to move out of the spirits. Then go and take the key you used to lock the room that you put them and open it and before you see them. But when you are, you are reading and you are allowing, just constantly reading, exposing your spirit to, this, to the word, to the scripture, by constantly reading, the Holy Ghost, the spirit, your, your spirit, not the Holy Ghost, will be picking the verses at once at every time. And those ones, when your horse, your spirit picks a verse. You know it's hard to forget Bible. Try and memorize a random line from a book just any other kind of book, and don't, don't go there for years. 
you, there's a way you, you can easily forget it, if it's memory. But it's hard to forget the scripture. Sometimes you can see a scripture that, last time you actually read that scripture was years ago. But when you just begin to quote it, it will be fresh. As if you read it yesterday. That thing is not coming from your memory. Even if it's in your memory somewhere, of course it is. It's in your memory, but it's, it's, it was stored by the spirit. And the spirit can quicken access of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Especially if you are ministry inclined. In terms of you've had an inclination towards ministering the word somehow. Don't be memorizing Bible. Do you understand? You have to allow the Bible to come, to land spiritually. So it will be at the tips of your, of your I don't want to call it your memory. You understand what I mean? That's why, so that, and then you will make you usable by the spirit on the spur of the moment. The, the ghost can say, well, let's use this verse today and the other one today and the other one. And the moment when you need to use it, he will pull it out and say, you'll be seeing those verses. But if you did it by memorization, you, never have, you will never see anything. <laughs> you have to write down the verses you want to teach. And all the Amen. These are, just, these are little spiritual things that you need to pick up. Amen. But the point I was trying to make was, though, for anybody who is listening, everything we are saying, we are not just saying them. They are spiritual references. Praise God. These things are, they are there in the Bible. Amen. Amen. So John, time has gone. Praise God. So you see, John was keyed into where the spirit, right? And from chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, he was in the spirit. And we said that where was John keyed into? He was keyed into heaven. That, that's the only place left. He wasn't keyed into hell. If not, maybe he would have seen spirits from hell talk to him instead of, Angel, you know, that looks like Jesus or something. I mean, how do you know where he was keyed into? What he was seeing? Right? What kind of visitation came to him? What kind of things did he begin to see? Are you seeing that? So he was seen. It was his soul was open to heavens. Say open to heavens. Open to heavens. And I was saying that's a blessing, a New Testament blessing. To while you are present, we are physically there, you can be keyed in to heaven. And I was saying the Jews didn't have that. God had to bring a copy of the tabernacle for them. But in New Testament, it's different. You have the ability, that's part of the dividend of first of all your spirit being raised from the dead, and then they giving you the Holy Ghost. For the Holy Ghost can, can you know, the, when you are filled with the Spirit, it's not your spirit man that's filled with the Holy Ghost. Wow. Wow. Have, you ever, have you ever realized that? Wow. Wow. It's, it's not your, your, your spirit man is already Christ. Yes. 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 If he's Christ, can, he be, can your spirit be Christ without being Holy Ghost? <laughs> Uh-huh. We know when you have spiritual education, you know it's not possible. So when you say that if any man, if any man be joined, anyone is joined with Christ, is one spirit with him. 
you can't be one spirit with Christ without being one with the ghost. That's the same thing. Well, that's how your the spirit man is. Praise God. Hallelujah. But but so that feeling, what they want to when you say here, yeah, feel, feel, full is soul. That's the vessel. That's what they want to pour Holy Ghost. So the, the infilling of the Holy Ghost is inside your soul. That they are filling the Holy, they are pouring measures and measures and measures of uh-huh. so you have to, it's very clear then that that John had come into so much fullness of the spirit. Right? That's why you must never stop your drinking the spirit. If your drinking of the ghost is little, you will join in after some time some kind of characteristic of spiritual life. You will be you will fall short of those kind of experiences that are characteristic of spiritual life. For example, somebody who is low on the Holy Ghost cannot be keyed into heaven for the duration of time that John was for that kind of encounter. And like I said, it wasn't like astral travel where his body fell and then something happened. The only time we saw it when he fell was when there was an appearance. So it means that before that appearance, he was standing. So when he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, he was, am I, or am I, you want us to go and check, maybe? Maybe I'm wrong. It's possible. You know I can be wrong, eh? Maybe I remembered it wrong. Let's see. Are you seeing that? Verse 10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard it behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. And the voice then began to speak. And then I turned to see the voice that spoke to me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment, down to the foot, girt about with paps, with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. This scene was a physical scene. When I turned and I saw, do you get what I'm saying? Now, am I saying that he didn't physically turn? Do you understand me? Uh-huh. Like I was given an example of, this one is gift of the spirit. That was at work. It's very clear that it's possible there are gifts. You don't know all the kinds of gifts. I know one gift that must have been at work here is the signing of spirit. At least one gift that must have been at work here. And when I was describing what happened yesterday, I said that physically, if you were watching me, if you go and replay the video, you say it point. When I looked like this, and I looked like this, was I seeing something physical there? I wasn't seeing. There was nothing physical. It was wall. But by the summit, I was seen. I, I knew as sure as I can know anything that there was a spirit in, at that place. Are you get what I'm saying? So, so are you seeing that kind of thing? So it means that John can see candlesticks. He can see all these things with him being quickened in, the, in this inward man. Right? Uh-huh. Now, if you ask me, what did I see yesterday? Did I see a, being, a physical being with wool and all of those things? I did not see a physical being 
with those properties. But if I sit down and try to describe the impression of what I saw, there's no other word for me to use. I will have to find the, the, the things that are, are you getting what I'm saying? That, but but each, everything I will say will be loaded with an impression. Like of, those are spiritual things are. When you say that, let's, let's see the description of this being who John saw. Praise God, verse 12, glory to God. Says, and I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and, and behold, being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. In the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the, the paths with a golden girdle, and his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as what? A flame of what? Of, of fire. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they, were, they, they burned in the furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And then when I saw him, I then what fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth, and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of David. Praise God. Now, so these things here, are you seeing this description? That's here. Now, when we are learning through the Bible, we know it's only the scripture that can explain to us the meaning of these things that John saw. You now discover that the appearance of this angel, a lot of it aligns with priestly Array, which if you go to Exodus, you will see high priestly, you know, the way a high priest dresses. There's commonality between that thing. That will tell you that what John was actually seeing was an high priestly, a, a man who had the stature of, what, of a high priest. So if you say he had with a garment down to the foot, there's no cloth. There's, that, it's not a cloth that John saw. It's not just a, like a, a physical cloth. I'm not saying that he wasn't wearing a garment. Do you understand? I'm just saying that what garment, when they say what garment means in heaven, it's not what garment is on the earth. That's my point. Right? When you see a garment on the earth, there's nothing there. Do what you can, but thread. It's just thread and cutting or something. Yes. When you now see so a, a, a spirit, an angel or someone wearing a garment in heaven, there's, it's not just cutting. It's a spiritually fabricated something. It is real. It's a real thing. It's an actual garment that the spirit has, but it's not made with cutting. Or You see, they said linen here. The least linen... It's not the linen. How do they make linen? Is it, is it synthetic? Linen, is it synthetic? Or it's synthetic, I think. Wherever, whatever they make linen from, that's not what that linen of heaven. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm trying to say to you? 
Because and it's simple. This appearance, it wasn't the appearance to a man's physical, a man's body, or a man's mind. It's an appearance of, uh, to the soul of a person. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So there, as, a, as a Christian, you must be, you must be equipped to discern the, the realm of the spirit. You must have the ability to be in the spirit. Right? You must have that. You, you, you just have to. If you, can't, if you don't have the ability to be in the spirit, you will not understand the Bible. You, know, you will just be here. And when you are teaching the Bible, we are teaching spiritual reality that requires you to be in the spirit to understand. There's understanding that if you don't leap into the spirit, you will never understand that thing. If you try and just stay on the earth, if I can use that word, and try to gather the thought and put it together. You might put something together at the end, but after all the labor to put it together, you have to say, what is this? It will sound all absurd and just weird and so strange. You know what I mean? You know God is so weird. Have you ever ever thought that before? God is so weird when you come to the natural and then you try and bring God's things to the flat earth and try and just make it make sense. You just you will be ashamed. What kind of thing is this? I mean, you will try to even hide and let nobody know that you are even doing all this. You are thinking this thing. Do you understand what I mean? But if you are able to move into the spirit, ah, you will see the glory, the relevance. You understand? Your soul will, your soul will realize that there's nothing else outside these things. You will now realize that everything on the earth is fake. Do you understand what I mean? Like you take a garment like a garment like this, it's just a cloth to wipe my face. There's no matter how hard I try. This thing has no information. There's nothing here. It's just a cloth. There's nothing I can do to make this thing more than this square something that I wipe my face from. Isn't this wretched? Doesn't your soul require a more, a richer require richer substances than this kind of thing. Think of the best cloth you can buy on the earth. It can tantalize you, but take a step back, look at it. Isn't it wretched? Isn't it? After a while, it will vex your spirit. Why why did Solomon call it vexation of spirit? Because your soul desires things that are more meaningful than that. Do you get what I'm trying to say? But when you move into the spirit and they tell you this thing is a garment and you look at it, imagine they say the gar- garment, her linen, was the, is the righteousness of the saint. Can you imagine? <laughs> that, so it means you can take that cloth and study it and you'll be studying righteousness. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so don't be deceived. Everything in our world is, is, is fake. I think I see light, everything. This is not, this is, 
This is all fake stuff, man. <laughs> That's the best we have. This is the best we can do. You know what I mean? Hmm? He said that this one was shining. This being here, right? As like the sun. He just is a man. And then, so, this, so it's very clear. This guy must be more than that. Let's see that. Right, verse 16, and he had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in its strength. When the, you know what is the strength of the sun? Like that full sun, 12 noon or whatever, that shining. But he said it's ass. So it's, for you to be comparing the shine of a being with the shine of the sun in its strength, I can bet you it's more than that. Because... Beyond sun, there's nothing else. That's the greatest brightness you can ever see. So even this language of the book, so when you're reading English Bible, it's still limited. Can you read an English Bible that contains more robust words than an English dictionary? <laughs> Do you understand? The can you? It means it's, no matter what language on the earth, you could translate it to Hebrew. They say Hebrew is more robust, Greek, and all. It, thank God for Greek. And some people think Greek is where salvation is. <laughs> so the Greek word for this is that, and it, is, it sounds like very, very spiritual. But there's nothing spiritual about Greek. Amen. Nothing spiritual about even Hebrew, the language itself. None of those languages can describe fully anything in that realm where John was keyed into, into the spirit. Nothing. There's no language that can describe them. So it means that you need a translator. When you when you see son, you need you need the spirit that wrote it inside of you to move in you to translate what they are saying into the materiality of the actual thing which, the, which he saw. This is the realm of, the, this is the world of the Bible. Do you understand? So when the Bible opens, don't enjoy here. Try and follow it. Don't stay with the literal, and, you know people argue about literal things, this and that, that. Everlasting life. No, everlasting not No difference between everlasting and eternal life. They are talking about God's life. You are talking about English. <laughs> Do you understand know what I mean? Such foolishness. Like, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, let's assume there's a difference between everlasting and eternal life in God. We, we know it's not an assumption. But let's come to the level of those who are having issues with it. And let's, let's see, let's assume there is. You understand? How should they write it? <laughs> you say everlasting eternal mean the same thing. Something that lasts forever and all that. But we say that there's something more than that. It's just that nothing you know can describe it. Because that thing existed before anything you know was created. What, what word will you use to describe the life of the creator who created everything? 
with your, with your vocabulary have it? They have to find the best word they can use. It will take only the interpretation of the spirit that can journey to tell you that this thing is talking of something else. So this everlasting life we're talking about, it's not, it's not English. We're not fighting with you. Hey, okay, it's not, we're not trying to burn English. It's not English. Who, when daddy was getting the revelation of these things as an apostle who got called, what he was seeing is not English. Ah, here they said everlasting life. Ah, here they said eternal life. Oh, that means everywhere. No, that's not what he's saying. What you're seeing is a spirit that was showing him something. Is either you believe that God can send people and talk to them or you don't? <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? <laughs> That's where the real problem is. <laughs> that we should go back to that level and let's ask you agree that. Huh? So you see, that's the real matter here. It's not really prove this, prove that. That's not where it is. Have you had enough spiritual evidences? Have you, have you had, has there been enough of spiritual move of, of God and of the spirit around that man for you to believe this is a man that God sent? They say, okay, no, this one, I don't like this one. Let's not listen to him. Then who should we listen to? That's the next question. Go and bring who we should listen to. They now come and prove to us why this one is better. Or are you saying we shouldn't listen to any man and listen to you? (laughs) (laughs) Or everybody go and listen by yourself at home. That's usually where such thought tends to. And then you go and meet all the demons waiting for you (laughs) in your house. You you that cannot deny one tiny temptation. (laughs) One single lost. You you (laughs) can't. Let's not be stupid. You know what I mean? Let, let it not be that when they write about our generation, this was the generation of foolishness. <laughs> Who they brought to the stream of water and they kept watching their hand with their saliva. That will not be said of us. God needs to give you, give us spiritual discernment. How do you judge things? How do you, you know, uh, comparing spirit, don't compare spiritual things with corruptible things. Let us know how to compare spiritual with spiritual. If a man said, God spoke to me, God sent me, how do you judge him? (laughs) You judge him based on how you feel, how you think. No, just the way I process things. The way I, is that how you judge a man who God said? Mr. 
Tava Gadoshi Papa Palika Telianata Prostifa Teniose Palia Gadoso Preteliantega Rivre Hosse Palia Notamania Vecatania Vetalia Nemaste Palia Nemalia Eleverentolia Catalia Lamata Halaiman Eleverem Halaiman Elaiman 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 I've raised a lie man I have raised a lie man a lie man the man of Eli I have raised man I have raised a lie man I have raised a lie man and in his mouth I have put the things of Eli in his mouth I have put my things in his mouth I have put my things that it can show it to men that he can show it to men and cause him to come cause 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 many many men to come to a lie man I have this is my order this is my order this is my way I have raised a lie man I have raised a lie man I have raised a lie man I have raised I have raised a lie man there are men there are men that carry that gigante. There are men. There are men above you. There are men above you. There are men that have raised above you that have put the way in them. I have put the way in them. I have put the way in them. Follow, follow, follow by eating to the words of their mouth for I have opened it up to them and in following them you would come up to me. This is my other for I will send no other prophet to you but those who I have put ahead of you. Stay, stay and align to their words for their word is my word. I have put it in them. I have opened myself to them. I have opened myself in them. I have walked myself even in daddy Reverend Coyote Oyegoke, your daddy. I have walked myself in him and as I've walked myself in him, he is working. He is working that which I have walked in him. Even in 
Jeff, even in Jeff, I have worked in him. I have worked in him. Alignment, 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 alignment. There are men that carry me, that carry me, and they have my mouth. They have my mouth. My mouth, my mouth is in their mouth. My mouth is in their mouth. That can show me, that can show me, that can show me in my true essence, that can show me in my true essence. I have worked and rigs gigante race 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 i have raised myself in them 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 i have put my mouth in them amen glory to jesus hallelujah amen amen praise god hallelujah time has has gone terribly so um i just just to make at least one point that we can just keep as a landmark um, is the fact that um, this chapter 4, praise God, when he said, after this I looked and behold, the door was open in heaven, you see, and then things followed from there, that this is not the door to heaven. Like I said, he was already in the spirit and interacting with heavenly things. So it means that this is a particular door in heaven. It's a door in heaven. And a door is an, is an entry point, but is an entrance when it's open. But when it's not open, it is what a barrier is a barrier. So what is showing you here is that there was, while he was in the spirit, there was a point where he was in the spirit and means he was keyed into heaven, but there still stood a barrier in heaven that needed to what? Be open unto him. And until that barrier was open, he, could, he didn't hear this, you know, it said the first voice which I heard was, as it were, what, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up, what, hither. That word hither means come up here. Come up here. So it's not just coming up. Come up here. What is here is here within the door. And then I will show these things which must be here after. Do you see that? Come up here. I will show you things which must be what? Here. Hereafter. And then he, and immediately I was in the spirit. Are you seeing that? See, he was in the spirit before. Then here he said, immediately, I was in the spirit. So it's not another, another spirit. It's still in the spirit. But it's, he means his soul was, anytime he say I was in the spirit, he's talking about his soul keen in to a particular spiritual domain. So it means that, the, 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 that verse 2 is explaining to you the effect of the invitation. He was already in the spirit. 
They didn't say he left the spirit. He was in the spirit. Then this occurred. A door was open. He heard a voice that said, come up here. By virtue of that command, he was in the spirit again. So he was talking about being keyed in. The, the dimension where he was keyed into was elevated. And he began to key into another dimension in the spirit where they wanted to show him some peculiar things. Praise God. There is a, a door. Today we can just stop from here, but there, the Lord has a lot to say to us. I think it's very clear. Um, this, if you want to take something from today, you can, you can pray about all these things. This thing they're talking about, being in the spirit, keying into the spirit. Lord, I want, I want this kind of thing. I want this kind of experience. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want to key in. Help me to key in to the spirit. I don't just want to be here. I don't want my soul to just be here and just, you know, be surrounded with mundaneness. Help my soul to key in. You can just take that as a prayer point as you close. Just, just pray and, and ask the Lord. Yes. Kaparalabasho. Reviha. Raiha Mishia. Say that this year's school of the spirit, you don't want to go there without being in the spirit. Without having a mastery. Your soul learning the way of, of being keyed into the spirit. Remahasa, ask God to help you. Let heaven invade your soul. Let heaven invade your consciousness. Let there be a shift of consciousness. Let there be a rapture of consciousness. A heaving up of your consciousness. Grace to commune at a higher level, at a higher plane in the spirit. To move above the earth. To journey beyond the earth. To journey far. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, you've heard us. You've heard the cry of our heart. This is just a response. We're just responding to the seed of your word, to the, the quickening of your spirit by the scripture which you've given us today. We receive everything. We take it into our vessel as coals. Will you, someone take coals to their bosom without being burned? Let this coal light our, our depths up. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let there be a transfer, Lord. Even I'm asking for a transfer of spirit. Let there be a, a, a giving of spirit, giving of ability, Lord, to every soul, oh God, to be able to make this journey, this upward journey in our heart. Thank you, Father, for channels are being opened within us Amen. by operations of mercy and grace, Lord, to Amen. commune with you at your level. Thank you, our Father. I pray that every soul tonight, under the sound of my voice, receive the blessing of this meeting. Amen. The, the import of the word which you have said, let it land upon every soul. Amen. Thank you, our Father. We pray, strengthen our bodies, keep us and bring us again tomorrow, oh God, ready and prepared to hear from you. 
and to pray a lot to you according to your will. Thank you, our God. We give all the praise to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine for you dwell between the cherubim shine for